And what's funny is, is we have our thing here, our you know, our, our notes and what we're going to be talking about, and then you know, during break, we're sitting there talking about doodads, right? Yeah. Doodads. So let's talk about. Let, let, let's get into this for a minute. So. You know, you're talking about your car situation. I'm talking right. about the things that I'm doing. When you're going into a market like this, it's very important. There's, it, it, you know, there's two ways of looking at this. Actually, it's very important. Number one, not to be flashy. Okay. Number one reason being is is the people who have not um, tend to get jealous and want to destroy your stuff, or they'll follow you home. <laughs> It happens. It's we, true. It absolutely happens. Absolutely happens. I have friends that have Lamborghinis that refuse to drive them when the markets are down. Yeah. <laughs> um, long story short, though, you should always have that money working for you. Yes. And um, sometimes taking a step back allows you to take two steps forward. Correct. And and you know people people spend a lot of money. They go buy brand new cars. Like I was telling you about my car issue. You know, I got stuck on the bridge. This past weekend, uh, it's such a funny story. Uh, it's just a funny story. So anyhow, I'm, I'm, it wasn't funny at the time, was it? I'm, I'm driving back from the Bay Area, and I'm um, and I'm on the bridge, and you know I, I get stuck, um, and it, I mean I have no idea what to do, so I had to pull over on the bridge. I call AAA. Um, they can't go on the bridge and, and take me off, so I have to call Caltrans to take me off. Then I go off, and then I got to go. So I waited 45 minutes for them to come, and then it started pouring rain. Uh, and then, you know, they took me off the bridge, brought me to a gas station, and then uh, we checked the car out. He said, yeah, everything looks great. Okay, try it. So I got in the car, turned it on again. And of course, the same problem happened within like a mile. So I had to pull over, call AAA, waited an hour for that to happen. The guy who comes to pick me up from AAA has already been working a 12-hour shift. So we had to take the car to someone else's place so that they could shift drivers. Okay, And it takes me, I didn't get home. This thing started at 9, at 9 p.m. I didn't get home till 3.30 so, you know, this is an experience. So I break the car into service, you know, and I'm waiting to myself, okay, well, what do I do with this car? I mean, if it's, it's a Jaguar, okay? Uh, it's not a, a new one, it's a 2002, but it's been a challenge in terms of repairs. And here we are, another repair, and I'm going to myself, okay, if this thing's gonna cost me more than two grand to fix, I'm out, because it doesn't make sense for this type of car that I'm keep on putting money in. Correct. But I just got the notice this morning, it's gonna cost me $1,000. So now I have to look at that and say to myself, so $1,000 gets me to drive this car now for another year, year and a half. It's gonna work fine. Uh, or dump it and go spend a lot of money on buying something else. Correct. Now I would buy used again, but some other people out there might think about this and say, okay, well I'm just gonna go buy a new car, put it on credit and, and you know pay the bills. People buy things sometimes on credit. One of the one of the things that Robert Kiyosaki talks about, and one of the things I believe in, is if you're going to buy a doodad, if you're going to buy something that right. you know makes is important to you but really not necessary, you know, you should pay cash. Okay, Correct. don't put it on credit. Because well, he talks about the golf clubs, right. for instance. The guy goes and buys the top of the line golf club, and he and he spends what two thousand dollars right. on it, and then he uses it twice. Right. And now it's worth 200 bucks. Right. It's like a brand new car. You walk off the market and it's already reduced in price by 15%. It's like the people that buy Rolex watches, again, versus a Timex or, or right. you know, whatever. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have it. But if they're going to buy a Rolex, Rolex, which costs, what, eight grand these days? Something along those lines, you know, yeah. You have to have the cash to do that. Don't put it on credit because that $8,000 could be used for me because of what I do. I can use that $8,000 to buy another property. 
Correct. Okay, which is going to make me thirty or forty thousand. Correct. Which is going to leverage your money rather than taking that. And let's say that you did buy a Rolex. Okay. Now there's audience. There's people that that are listening to saying, "God, I would never spend that kind of money on a watch." However, there's people that are listening to this that are going, "I really wish I didn't spend that kind of money on a watch." Long story short, they put twenty five hundred dollars down. Yeah. They're making their three hundred dollar a month payment because three hundred dollars a month seemed fine at the time. Right. Because they really wanted it. Yet they're going to be making in finance payments on that watch. So at the end of the loan, they're going to end up having paid twelve thousand dollars for the watch, and the watch will only be worth about four thousand dollars. Correct. Isn't that weird? And people do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I took that eight thousand dollars and and didn't do financing, and then financed purchasing a property, put a small down payment, and then borrowed other people's money, I'm going to get cash flow of three hundred dollars. Correct. Okay. And then if I decide to sell the property, then I'm going to get money coming in. $50,000, $60,000, right. and you can go buy so, yourself a Rolex. So you tell me, yeah. And it took that, you three months to do uh, it. Right. Plus, you so, still have $40,000. Correct. So you tell me <laughs> what's going on out there. It's just people don't understand the value of money and how to leverage money. Correct. And that's part of the challenge. And, and for those of you out there that want to buy a Rolex, God bless you. If you can afford it, go do it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't finance it so that you can you know show your Rolex off to people. Um, other watches out there are just as good. Uh, and maybe that's just me because I'm at a different level or maybe a different understanding of how money works. I'm going to use money to benefit me and not to show off. Correct. I mean, you know, like I said, my Jag is 2002. It's not no spectacular thing. Hey, you know what? I sold my BMW 650 to buy a Mini Cooper and I could never be, I couldn't be yeah, happier. Yeah, I mean, it's just. A, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, you know I mean, why? Because that, day, that that car starts when I start. Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> when I turn the key, it starts. You know, I don't have fancy suits. I don't have fancy stuff like that. I don't need to be, you know, all I care about is do I have money in my bank? Can I support my family? Do I, do I, can I support my lifestyle that I have? Yes. If I want to go on, a trip tomorrow can i yes okay but do i do that no because i'm really involved with trying to make other people's lives change and and create neighborhoods now you know i'm at the retirement age right now but i don't feel like retiring because i love what i do so why would i do that i mean i wake up every morning and going i'm so happy to be here exactly so no you're absolutely right and, and that's what it's all about what does this market shift mean for investors well it means that you have to really understand and have more knowledge because the sh- especially for investors like i mentioned prices are going up crazy so uh, i don't look for properties anymore on the mls mm-hmm. because once a property hits the mls the whole world knows about it and then there's multiple offers um, and you're competing with you know crazy people who are just looking to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my stuff is coming offline. Uh, I look at probates, I look at divorces, I look at those types of, I look at landlords that have had two or three tenants that have been problems for them. Mm-hmm. So they probably don't wanna own that house anymore. Um, so, uh, and we just go out there and we try to find who those people are. And we have a whole system, a whole um, software system that actually pulls these people out by zip code, by area, by you know whatever you're looking for. And so you can focus your attention on where the deals may be. Uh, because you want to catch these people, uh, especially when they're, when they're having an issue in their family, so that you can help them. You know, be, that's the whole idea here. We want to help people. So if someone's passed away and you know, the, the, the heirs are now living in New York City, um, but the property's in Sacramento or it's in another part of the country, they don't want this property. Correct. And, and, you know, 
do they want to deal with getting an agent involved? Do they want to deal with all this stuff? Now, maybe they do. But unless you can introduce yourself, explain what their options are, explain that you're there to help them and to make them go ahead with their life, um, you know, there's no chance in hell that you're going to be successful. Now, will they say yes? No, not all the time. But sometimes, you know, people have an understanding of, I just want to be done with this. I want to move on. Mm -hmm. uh, people in divorce, they just, you know, this is the last piece of separating completely from someone. Correct. So for them, I just want to get rid of this thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, we can't, we can't split the house in half. Um, you know, we want to sell it. We, we want, want to, to sell we it, and get what we can, and move on. Correct. And they don't want to deal with having to agents coming through. You know, having to do fixes to the house, uh, pay commissions. They don't want to do any of that stuff. Now, am I going to offer them a price that maybe is going to be a little bit lower than market? Of course I am, and I'll explain that to them. But but the point is, I can get it done for them. They could be out of this thing in fourteen days. Okay, versus eighty days on the market. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Because that's what, isn't that about where it's at right now, right? Well, no, it depends on the property and what it's priced at. So if it's priced well, right now offers on regular MLS listings are going, you know, if it's a good priced house, if it's in good shape, you'll get offers and it's it's sold within 30, 35 days. Oh, I mean, okay. it's off the market very quickly. Okay. Um, all right. So if you thought about becoming a real estate investor, right now is the time. Give Mr. Frank Verney a call. What's your number? 916-668-0024. 916-668-0024. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back.